Welcome to this episode of TechLink in Conversation. I'm Eddie Grant, a director of Technical Connection. During our conversations, we seek to review the topical bulletins published on TechLink, our knowledge management tool, for all things tax, trusts, pensions, and much, much more. Today, we're doing something slightly different. Across the profession, there are many people going beyond diploma and even beyond chartered. Several universities have master's qualifications and students have undertaken significant research. Our interview today explores the research, its findings, but also the journey. I'm delighted to be joined by Vicky Klebo, who completed her dissertation in 2021. Hello, Vicky. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Eddie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really pleased you've uh, joined us today because um, your research is really important and fascinating. And thank you for sharing a, a copy in advance. Uh, I notice it's focused on later life planning for women. So I'm curious, how did you decide uh, about this research? And, and, and uh, what was the main motivator for you? Um, well, Eddie, when I was trying to choose my topic, there were quite a few areas that I was interested in. And I kept coming back to this area around financial planning for women. And and I, I noticed that, you know, when I think about my client base and I think about my friends and family, the way men and women deal with their finances and the end result of that is um, is very, very different. And I thought, actually, I want to understand why this is and see if um, doing my day job, if I can make a difference in that. What were the key findings of your research? Um, so there were quite a few, as you could imagine. So the, the headlines would be that um, women on average have a retirement provision of about three quarters of that of men. And I'll explain um, how I've, I've come to that, that number uh, during my research. Um, the other one is that um, women take less risk in their investments. And that, of course, has over the long term... Um, an impact on their on their on the value of their investments, and that also women are much more likely to take a caretaker role in families, be that whether it's looking after children, taking time out of work, or even looking after elderly members of their family, and that can have a real um, detrimental impact on their finances in later life because they've got less opportunity to save during their lifetime. And um, so as part of the research, uh, I understand you completed a, a literature uh, review, which looks at theories and wider research that's available. Um, so what did you learn uh, from that literature review uh, and, and that helped you in terms of the planning and the analysis that you, you were doing? So I was able to go quite wide, really, in my literature review and and even understand things like government provision for pensions. And and that was quite a stark um, eye opener, really, because I found that 44 percent of the annual spend on Social Security is on the state pension. And the government are forecasting to spend almost £125 billion in 2024-25 just on the state pension. Now, that's a massive, massive commitment for them. And of course, to try and combat that and make people um, much more self-sufficient around their pension. Of course, a few years ago, they introduced auto-enrolment. So it was a really good initiative to, to get people involved in their pensions. But of course, really only affects employed people. Um, additionally, I found just a lack of advice around 
there's um, 27,500 active financial advisors in the country. And that might sound like a lot, but actually that's one advisor for every 1,800 people over 20 years old. So there's just this lack of availability of advice to be able to help people plan for their retirement. Um, additionally, that number is likely to come down. So the average retirement age of a financial advisor is 58, and one in five financial advisors is predicted to, re to retire in the next five years. So those kind of things were found in my literature review. Um, I also looked further into the societal expectations of women and how and why women tend to take on that care caretaker role. And then additionally, why women take on less risk. And this can be in a whole um, different range of areas. So even behaviour, for example, of women in board meetings much tend to, tend to be much less risky um, and much less extreme in their views. And that can filter down into the decisions they make around their finances. So in terms of uh, the research, you use some uh, data, but also your main research was through interviews. Um, how did they go? Did they go to plan when you when you interviewed? Was it 15 people? That's right. Yeah, I interviewed 15 people and and a, a lot of those were my clients. Um, and yes, it. I think it did go to plan. But I think there could be some much, uh, uh, some some more interviews done on a wider range of people. Um, you know, I, I talked to a lot of those people just around why they made the decisions they made, and and a lot of the time, they were saying, "Well, we just didn't think about it. We just didn't discuss it. It was just, we just kind of thought, well, we'll just do this, shall we? Or or that's what's expected. Or I earn less, therefore I'll stay at home." And there wasn't a wider discussion around the implications around financial planning for 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 their retirement for each of them, um, and and that that was kind of the key thing that came out really that there weren't active decisions made, so they didn't seek advice, um, understand the impact of what they were doing, um, and therefore you know they might still have made the same decision, but they did it almost with a just almost blindly and rather rather than making active decision about that and what they might need to do to compensate for that later on. You also said something around social influences uh, in your research. Could you explore that a little bit? Yeah, th this came out quite a lot, actually, and, and, and more unexpectedly for me. So, you know, I, I, my um, career history so far has very much been driven by what I wanted to do. I don't have children. I don't want to have children. So when I listened to particularly one that sticks in my mind, uh, I went to university with this friend and um, and she said, after, after we went to university, she then went to Cambridge to do a master's and she was told, um, well, you should marry, find a good rowing guy from good American stock and make sure that he can look after you and then you can become a teacher so that you can have holidays off to look after the children. And I thought, oh, wow, I, I, I didn't know that people thought like that anymore. Um, and it was just bizarre that, you know, her parents' generation were teaching her that her role in a family was to take time off to look after children and and not excel. And, you know, this this woman's got a PhD and, and just is incredibly clever and very talented. And yet she's been told, no, this is your position. And, and that came out quite a lot. And 
and I just didn't expect it. And I think, you know, there's still a societal expectation that it's a woman's job to do these things. And and she and she's almost frowned upon if actually she says, no, I'm going back to work full time. And that, that really took me by surprise. And, um, and in terms of the... Um... Research. I noticed you made a number of recommendations as well for future research. What what do you do? You feel if you were to do the next stage, if you were to go and do a PhD based upon your your research, what, what do you think people should be uh, looking at? Um, well, I think there's a few key areas actually. One um, one area I think is really important and is left out of an awful lot of research, and and you can understand why because this area is difficult to get data on and it's about self-employed so it's really easy for the government to produce data on employed people because of course they're in a PAYE system and you know that data is fed through every month and you can just understand it really clearly but for the self-employed they might earn money in completely different ways and and from my personal experience as a financial advisor those people often neglect their later life planning so uh, I would say research in that area is will be really, really key. Um, I'd like to understand how geographical areas and factors affect financial planning and whether that's different across the country and whether that can somehow be normalised. Um, and also more around why men take more investment risk than women as they get older. And I just want to understand really what what is the driver behind that. Um, and I think a lot more research could be done in that, and it'd be really interesting behavioural analysis in there as well. And and you you said just earlier on around people thinking they haven't actually made active decisions around um, around their future. So how do you feel that could be addressed? Is that just through education? Um, I think yeah, I th- I think there's um, there's several um, areas there. So. So yes, there's there's more around education, and I suspect really that feeds down into school education, to under you know f- right from that level to understand that your your next steps aren't just your career, but they're also planning for your retirement as well, and that I, that I really think is left out. Um, the the availability of advice and not being scared to to seek advice, I think that's really key, and I think. You know, a lot of people I meet for the first time think that one, they're not wealthy enough for to receive advice, which is just a kind of myth that needs to disappear, really. Um, and also that it might cost them a fortune. And, you know, there are plenty of people who are just willing to talk to people and help them. And it's not going to cost anything or much at all. So just, you know, seeking that advice, thinking they're worthy of that advice to make sure that these people can understand the impact of what they're doing and if they're going to make the same decision that's absolutely fine but make it knowing all the facts that's really interesting and um so we're we're obviously now going through a period you know the cost of living uh crisis issues that that people are facing and uh and and in terms of you know future planning especially for for women covid has also hit hit women quite Mm. hard um, you know, as you talk to your clients, what are you what are you experiencing, and what are you saying to them at the moment in, the, in this current situation? So yeah, it's um, you know, there's a there's a lot of people worrying about what their lives are going to look like over the next couple of years, with like you say, inflation and and even things like the energy price increase, and how how is that going to change people's 
um, people's lifestyles. And, you know, the, the key really is get your basics right. Um, and and that's not where the adjustments come from. You know, you've, you've got to keep a roof over your head. You've got to pay all your bills. You've got to still plan for your retirement. That's just as important as paying your bills. The flex comes from maybe you're going to have one holiday this year, not two, or maybe you'll be shopping at Tesco's rather than Waitrose and, and those kind of things. Don't don't skimp on the things now that are going to have a really big impact on you later on. So get your basics right. That's really interesting. Um, now, there'll be people who are listening to us um, chatting and, and thinking about doing a, a master's themselves. Now, you, you, your journey, what, what sort of tips would you give uh, prospective students? Um, perhaps, you know, three great ideas. Well, I think I would do something that really, really interests you. You know, you know, you, you know Eddie, this this process um, was, was a long, hard one. Um, it wasn't something you could knock out in a couple of weeks. This was something you actually really had to invest and choose to spend your spare time on. So when you're in um, the depths of a wintry Sunday afternoon and you would just rather be curled up on the sofa, you've got to be wanting to read stuff and research stuff and write about it. So choosing something that really, really floats your boat is really important. Um, I wouldn't be too scared about not being able to answer everything. So don't go into something, this isn't like a maths problem where there is a right or wrong answer and you're going to have a really solid conclusion and that's it. Actually, you might be opening a whole new can of worms and don't be scared about that. Um, and then I would say, actually, you know, how can you perhaps help other people from the research that you've done? So if there's wider impact for you and your colleagues or friends family or clients then I think you know that's that's all the all the more better for um for choosing a really good subject brilliant thank you so much for your time uh today Vicky and sharing your insights really appreciate it it's been great to to catch up as always thank you thanks Eddie the content of this recording is strictly for general consideration only no action must be taken or refrained from based on the content alone. Professional advice must always be sought. Accordingly, neither Technical Connection Limited nor any of its officers, employees or contractors can take responsibility for any loss occasioned as a result of any such action or inaction.